I think if you really get good at this, you can easily add an extra four, six, eight points per game to your total right now. I want you to take a look at these three clips right here and just see if you notice any sort of patterns. Now I'm going to play this video of Steph Curry talking and I want you to see if anything clicks for you. I'm either catching and shooting, I'm catching and ripping, or I'm catching and giving up. If you, you held the ball for one second, that's a grenade and it blew up and you're done. Alright, so think about that. I need to have 0.5 seconds to make a decision. And that's when you start to get the dominoes to fall. Alright? On the weak side, strong side, whatever it is. We're giving y'all some terminology. Remember 0.5 basketball. That's a good one to take back to y'all team. Just so what Steph is talking about is one of the most important concepts in the game of basketball, and that's being elite and making 0.5 decisions. This is the key to scoring more points, creating more opportunities for your team, and being more successful in general. I think if you really get good at this, you can easily add an extra four, six, eight points per game to your total right now. So if you're interested in doing that, let's dive into it. So first of all, why do 0.5 decisions matter? Basketball is all about creating advantages and you could do this in a few different ways. You can obviously do it through like a matchup advantage. So if you have a bigger player on a smaller player in the post, that's a matchup advantage and that's something that an offense is going to exploit. In the same way, it could be the opposite of that. You could have a smaller player, a smaller, quicker player against a bigger, slower player on the perimeter. And that might be an advantage that the offense tries to take advantage of too. So it's all about creating advantages and that's one way you can do it. You can also do it through numbers. So transition is a great example. A lot of times on offense, if you can run lanes early and run well after you pull a defensive board, maybe you create a three-on-two or a three-on-one or a four-on-three or a four-on-two transition situation, and now you have a numbers advantage. In the same way, this can happen in a ball screen. So you know, maybe you use a ball screen and the defensive player plays over the top. And now you have almost a two-on-one against that drop defender where maybe someone has to help in. You can kick the ball out, but you can create a numbers advantage through a ball screen as well. So another reason why it's such a useful action. But then another way that we can create an advantage is through momentum or time. What I mean by that is that the defense is at their most vulnerable position when they're coming towards you, which is what they do when they're closing out. So think about if you're in the corner and the ball's on the opposite side and your defender's in help in the paint, but the ball gets skipped out to you, they have to, in order to defend you, have to sprint out, close out, and try and keep you from going by them or, or shooting the ball. That's a very, very, very difficult thing for a defender to do. And it's why creating closeouts to exploit defenders' momentum is one of the things that great teams do well and it's so hard for defenses to guard that and like i said all three of these methods whether it's exploiting a matchup or exploiting numbers or exploiting momentum or time they're all valuable ways to create advantages but the thing with the third one with exploiting momentum and time is that this is something that happens every possession probably dozens if not hundreds of times per game and it's why as a player it's so important that you're elite in these situations so when i say 0.5 decision what do i mean by that essentially what it means is that when you catch the ball you do anything but hold on to it because when you hold on to the ball it gives that defender time to close out get themselves set and now you might try and attack them but they're at a standstill so there's no momentum that they have to fight against in order to move and stay in front of you but if you attack them while they're coming towards you, they have to slow down, come to a stop, and then change directions in order to not get beat, right? That's three things they have to do as opposed to one if they're stand still, which is just move with you, right? So their most vulnerable spot is on that closeout. 
The other thing is that obviously when that ball gets past you, if they don't close out in time, you have an open shot. If you wait for them to come and close out, you're not going to have an open shot anymore. So there's a, an option out of a closeout. Obviously, you can attack if they close out too hard or out of control. But then also being able to catch the ball and then make the extra pass to the corner, maybe if they're open. Maybe if it's a skip and it, you see that it's going to be a two-on-one with you and your teammate and then you know one defender, and they close out to you, you make that extra pass really quick so now your teammate's open and they don't have time to rotate over and take care of that. right? So the three things you can do when you catch the ball, shoot, attack, or pass, those are your three options. And the one thing you cannot do is hold the ball. So when I say drive, right, you can think of it as like a rip through or maybe like a jab and attack. That's really the best way to exploit that defender's momentum, which is coming towards you. As the offensive player, you have so much power in these situations because you're the one making the decision, first of all, but also the momentum and the time aspect is in your favor. You're coming from a standstill. You can load up and go, and that defender has none of that. So the most vulnerable spot for a defender in the entire game of basketball is on a closeout. And you've got to be really good at reading that and knowing, okay, do I shoot it here? Do I attack here? Or do I make an extra pass? So when is this applicable? Like, when should you be thinking about this? And the, the, big, the big situation is closeouts, right? So think about a driving kick. Like I said earlier, your defender's in help. Ball gets skipped to you and they're closing out. You've got to read that. Do I shoot this here? Do I drive it? Do I attack it? That's really the situation you'd be thinking of. Also on an extra pass. So maybe that ball gets swung from the top of the key to the wing and you're in the corner and they make a quick 0.5 decision pass to you in the corner. And now you've got to close out. Okay, am I shooting this? Am I driving? Or am I making another pass? I'm making a driving kick. All these different things right here. So really, the, the, the time where you need to be thinking about this and really having this 0.5 mindset is in those half-court closeout situations where that defender is moving towards you. If, you. if a defender is moving towards you and you have the ball, that's an opportunity for you to exploit that momentum. And this is where being quick with your decisions is really, really important. So something that you might be thinking about, especially hearing Steph Curry talk about this, and Steph is a really ball-dominant player, right? He has the ball in his hands a lot. He's using different screens. Um, he's bringing the ball up sometimes when, it, you know, just in the normal, like maybe it's transition or just a normal half court. So you might be thinking to yourself like, okay, I see Steph saying this, but I see him with the ball in his hands for way more than 0.5 seconds all the time. So let's talk about when this isn't applicable but actually, it kind of still is. What I mean by that is like, let's talk ball screens, right? So I mentioned that earlier. If you are the ball handler in a ball screen, you're going to have the ball in your hands for more than 0.5 seconds, right? You have to set up the screen, wait for the screen to come. Now you're coming off of the screen, and then you have to make a decision on what you're going to do. That might result in you taking a shot or getting to the basket or hitting the roll or whatever. But what this does is it actually creates opportunities to create a 0.5 decision for a teammate. So, for example, on a ball screen, you might come off of the screen and kick the ball out to the corner because their defender helped in. Now, maybe they have an open shot or maybe they have a closeout to attack now because the defender is out of control or they have an extra pass maybe. So, again, this is the same sort of concept. What you just did is you had the ball in a ball screen. Obviously, you held it for more than 0.5, decision, 0.5 seconds, but you drove, kicked it out, and it's the same thing as what creates other 0.5 decisions. It's drive and kick. Right, So you created a 0.5 and a really vulnerable spot for the defense through a non-0.5 situation. Okay, So everything kind of ties into that. And it's the same thing in like an ISO situation. So maybe let's go back to that first, the first you know, kind of point we talked about, which is the basketball is a game of advantages. Maybe the advantage is you have a matchup that you can win. 
and they say to you, okay, hey, we want you to attack this guy. So they create some sort of ISO situation for you to go at somebody. And maybe you're able to get by them and they help over and you kick the ball out and you just created another 0.5 decision situation for your teammate. So it stems from that as well. And it could be a post-touch. So let's go to the other side of the matchup. Maybe there's a bigger player versus a smaller player. Throw it into the big player. A double comes across. Kickout happens. Now we have another 0.5 situation. The, the defense is scrambling. And good teams are going to make defenses pay for that. right? And if you're a good player, this is going to be the easiest situation that you're going to be in to score is when that defender is closing out to you because you know hey, I'm either shooting this shot or I'm attacking their momentum and it's going to be really hard for them to be able to consistently stop me from doing that. And so it all ties together. So not only is it important for you as an offensive player to be able to catch the ball in a 0.5 decision situation and be able to make the right decision, right? Not hold the ball, but okay, I'm going to shoot it here. I'm going to attack here. I'm going to make an extra pass here. It's really important that you can do that, but it's also crucial that if you want to be an elite offensive player, you can create these opportunities for your teammates as well. So again, going through it, can you use a ball screen to create a kickout situation where you're kicking it to the opposite corner, or maybe you're hitting a lift in the same side corner, and you could just create a closeout for them, right? So that's going to help them score more points. It's going to help your team score more points. What that might do is it's a domino effect too, because you might hit that, you might hit that player and closeout happens. They drive against it. Maybe the help is there again and they're able to kick it again. Now there's another 0.5 decision to be made. And eventually the defense is not going to be able to recover and stop all of that. You do that two, three times. Very few defenses are going to consistently be able to stop three different situations like that in one possession. Almost, almost never. Against good teams, it's very, very difficult to do that. Either someone's getting an open three or someone's getting a, an attack to get to the rim, right? So, what you do when you're able to create those opportunities for your teammates, you become so valuable because not only are you going to score more points, like I said, you can very easily add four, six, eight points per game to your total if you're good at this. But not only are you going to do that, but you're going to be able to do the same thing for your teammates as well. And that is somebody who on offense you need to have on the floor, someone who can create like that. Now, here's the thing that I'm going to say about all of this, and this is really applicable to the entire game of basketball, but you have to be able to make the shots at the end of the day. So as good as you might be at creating this, can you hit the catch and shoot three, right? Because if you can't do that, the defense isn't closing out to you and it becomes harder to, to attack that. And it, it makes it so that you almost lose two options, right? Your only option becomes pass and then try and drive. But if they sag off you, you're not going to be driving effectively. So can you make the shots? Can I catch that ball and hit that catch and shoot three? Am I capable of being able to rip through an attack or jab an attack? Right? Can I do those things? Do I have the physical ability to do that? And once you do and you understand what you're trying to get, the advantages you're trying to create, then you're going to be really, really good. And you're always going to be able to, to have scoring opportunities on offense and create opportunities on offense, but you got to be able to make the shots. So I want you guys to make sure you check out my free program link below where we go through a lot of the skills that you need. So just that the, the drive aspect of the rip-throughs, the jabs, we work on that. Those 0.5 situations, we work a ton on the catch-and-shoot threes. When you could do those things, you're going to be so valuable on offense, and you're going to be able to create a lot for yourself and for your teammates. So make sure you guys check out the program, free program link below, um, and that's going to help you guys out a ton with that. And I really appreciate you guys who are tuned in today. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. Make sure you guys let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.